Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie is actually starting the pod tonight as opposed to me, but uh, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully you enjoy it. We get into the first couple of rounds of the tournament. We get into the potential trades that are uh, in the talks and uh, a whole lot more. Listen in. Yo, 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 this is the reverse rolls tonight. How's it feel? Ah, oh, feels good, man. Doesn't feel good that some of my picks from last week didn't do so hot though, but we will get into that very, very soon. Um, let's get into the mythical money first. You actually broke even. You lost two games and won one that you had the bigger bet on. So you broke even. All right. Uh, you're still at 11,002. I lost 200. I'm back on my losing streak. <laughs> I mean, was it nice, though, for the one week that you're actually uh, on a winning I was, a streak when it's one week in a row? You know, I will take anything I can take. So uh, yeah. I only lost 200. So I'm down up to 9,000. But the good news is, in the brackets that we're in, I think I'm going to be catching up to you pretty quick. <laughs> Trust me, I saw that some of my big, uh, big picks have already gone down. So in the overall points in that bracket, I'm going to be struggling. Yeah, and I am. Well, right now I'm sitting pretty. I don't want to jinx it right now. So, but I, I'm not doing horrible. And I will once it all ends, I will sh- tell you how I picked my games. Oh, so God, I don't even want to know. It's yeah, it's pretty much exactly what you think. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the games for this week. I got Denver at Toronto Wednesday. All right, uh, we're going. We're going Denver. We're going Denver for for three hundred. Uh, that's right, Denver three hundred. Toronto just lost to the Rockets last night, so they are feeling very bad about themselves. Uh, the Rockets are playing like trash and. They finally got a win, but I will say, hey, good for the coach for the Rockets, man. I feel so bad. Styles, for I feel bad for him. Like he got in the worst possible situation you could get in as a new, freshly, like first opportunity coach. Like your stars, like yeah, I don't want to play here anymore. Send me somewhere else, and just play, just didn't play. Basically, you know. Well, I th- I think they'll. I mean, I certainly hope that they won't fire him after this year and start fresh with somebody else. They got to give him a shot because that's a. That's a really unfair spot, but good for him. He got a win. Um, yeah, and, you know, they should have won a couple of those games. There was a couple of those yeah. games where it was like a game winner or like a miss. Like uh, John Wall had one where he got blocked on the last, like on a layup to win the game, like the game before. So he had, they've had opportunities. They're not playing horrible. They yeah, just they're not. Just, they're just not together and they kinda, yeah. they see the writing on the wall. Exactly, exactly. I mean, half those guys will get into it are basically being traded. Tucker just, just got traded. And then, yeah. you know, there's a couple guys on the list right now. So um, I think I'm going to – but Denver's so up and down, though. They'll lose to, like – they lose to horrible teams and then they'll beat the good teams. Uh, so I think, I think that means you should take Toronto for five. You know what? I am going to take Toronto for 100. So that'll, <laughs> that'll... – <laughs> Okay. And then the next one is Boston versus Milwaukee. This is a back-to-back. This is a Friday night game, but they're playing tomorrow night. Um, 
in Milwaukee, I think. So okay. it's basically back and forth. You know what? Which which one are we going? Are we going the first game? Or we're doing Friday nights. We're doing Friday's game. Yeah, we're doing Fridays. <laughs> Just to yeah. clarify. Sounds good. Um, you know what? Statistics are going to show Milwaukee, but I'm going to go against the grain a little bit, and I'm going to pick Boston for 100. Uh, for how much? For 100. I think okay. it mean, it's going to mean more to to Boston to try to beat a, a really good team in Milwaukee. Uh, and I think Milwaukee will, you know, they'll play, they'll play well, but I think it's going to mean more to Boston. So I'm going to pick them. Okay. Um, I'm going to go the opposite because I just can't pick them. So Milwaukee for 200. Okay. Uh, and then the last one is 76ers versus or at the Clippers Saturday. Ooh, let's go clip show for two bills. Clip for 200 this is a tough one because this means the 76ers are in town for a couple of days because they play the lakers i think thursday that means they have friday off in la ain't nothing to do right now right hey have you seen what's going on in miami (laughs) there's things to do people are just raging i know but they're but i think it's a little different i mean with these players they're on such a strict schedule uh with their testing with stay in the room so this is not like a traditional west coast trip to la which you know they all circle on their calendars in a regular year yeah going out with meeting up with kardashians and whoever else knows we're gonna get into the kardashian life in a little bit but um let's get into hold on there we go let's get into okay so i'm picking the 76 for 100 all right we're going with that um from there Let's get into, well, we, we were going to have a guest. We were going to have Matthew, but he had to bail because of uh, life, obviously. It doesn't always work with us. So um, let's get into the first two rounds of the tourney. What'd you think? What'd you, what were the good, the bad, and, the, well, and everything the, else? Well, let's start with the ugly as my bracket. <laughs> How many um, did you fill out? Uh, I only filled out one, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know, I take that. I take that back. I filled out you. I just filled out one at the house with the with the wife and the kids, and, okay. then, uh, and then just the different one that we were in. So, okay, um, yeah, it was funny though. My son filling it out. You know, he just filled out the top seed for every single game. So that was it. So he, <laughs> so he just picked the better seed. He just picked them and all the way through. So, but it was fun for him though because he was actually asking who won the game, who won this. Right, goes, oh, right. Yes, Gonzaga is. I have them in the championship game. <laughs> So it was pretty, it was pretty cute, but uh, nice. no, I'm still not two brackets, but really neat to see. I mean, on Friday, I watched a ton of basketball, um, took the day off to watch uh, every second of all the games as much as I possibly could. Right. And it was great to watch some of the the upsets and the, the bad though, the free throw shooting. Come on, man. I'll tell you what, these, these kids out there playing need to put some more time and effort into practice. Some of the free throws, it costs some of these teams, uh, a chance to move on to the next round. I'll tell you, yeah. it was literally a brick fest out there. So, uh, well, um, so I didn't notice that as much as I noticed the Pac-12 dominating. So I will say yes, I noticed it because I lost some of my overs bets <laughs> because of some missed free throws down the stretch. So I might have paid a little more attention to some of those um, <laughs> minor details at the very end of the game. Uh, but uh, yes, I will say the Pac-12 really showed out. I mean, they were getting s- so little love get- coming into the tourney, and uh, man, good for them. They yeah, they out. yeah. And then the Big Ten, the struggles that they've had throughout the tournament, and just how they're just not, 
you know, as as what people expected them to turn out to be. And well, and and you you never know. I mean, if listen, a few people think, did they just beat up on each other a little too much during the regular season? Because I mean, if you take a look at the resume of some of these teams, I mean, they've played 15, 10 to 15 games versus top 15 opponents. Like, I mean, if you just up and down the list, the seven of the top teams in the, in that conference are top 20 teams. And it's just like every weekend it's a grind to kind of get out with a win. So, um, you know, some people are thinking, gosh, did they really just go through the gauntlet and and get beat up and get, uh, get worn down come tournament time possibility. Okay. Any, any players that you noticed that caught your eye in the first two rounds? Um, God, Beyond yeah, what but, you knew, what you already expected. No, I mean, Gonzaga, I mean, Kispert, the guard, uh, forward guard, whatever. I mean, he just shoots lights out, man. I remember that guy a couple of years ago as a freshman, highly touted shooter, and he has improved his game significantly um, to make a lot of money in the, in the NBA as a, as a shooter. That's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's really fun watching some of the smaller schools and their top players like the guy for Oral Roberts, that that point guard. Yeah, um, it's super fun to watch those guys basically create a name over the weekend for themselves and become uh, household names for people that love March Madness. Yeah, or, or and potentially really. get you know an opportunity to get invited to the uh, you know the tryouts for yeah, some. You I know. mean, hey, you never know. I mean, even if it even if they don't make it to the to the tryout or something like that, shit, this they'll they'll never forget. Oh yeah, this, yeah. this weekend where maybe they led their team to an upset win and they're a national treasure at their university so yeah um what do you do you think luke garza is going to be an nba player he's gonna he's gonna make it because of his size and um because of the skill set that he has in terms of his passing his um his smarts when he plays it's not from the athletic standpoint don't get me wrong and you know i could see him being a being a guy that plays you know backup minutes and stuff he's uh, improved his shot over the years at iowa um, so if he needs to kind of step out a little bit and you're, you're seeing the big guys that stick around right now in the NBA, they have to be able to stretch the floor. Yeah. So yeah. if he puts in the time and effort, he can, but you also got to remember, you cannot teach size and big shoulders. So yeah. somebody in the NBA is going to want him on their team as a, Hey, come in and load up the paint a little bit, lean on some guys, you know, yeah. somebody has got to be able to, to guard some bigs in the league. So I was listening to um, an interview that uh, Billis was doing earlier today, and he was comparing well, he was saying that he's probably not going to be a very successful NBA player because he's not as he's not quick. But he compared him to um, what was it? UNC uh, kid's name? Hansborough. Hansborough. He's like, he's a better shooter than him, but he's not as athletic and quick as him. Yeah. And I was like, well, he didn't last very long in the league, but if you can shoot, there's the place for you. You know, I didn't even remember that. Hansborough, he's out of the league, right? Oh, he was, I, yeah, he was in and out pretty quick. I mean, I, let wow. me look him up. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, he was all star college player of the year, whatever it was. And yeah, he didn't, uh, you know, that, that's a pretty good comparison. Garza can shoot the ball a little better. And I, because of his size and his footwork in the paint, though, um, I, I could see him sticking around as a, as a backup for a little longer than, than Hansborough did. He was in the league. You know what? I'm going to – he was in the league for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, hmm. seven seasons. That's respectable. That's longer than most average. What, averages with three, two and a half, three? Yeah, that's good very for him. respectable. 
That's pretty impressive. I, I wasn't expecting that. All I know is I'm in fourth place in my bracket that you are in. <laughs> and my tactic was basically have my wife. I would lay, read off the team mascots and she would tell me who she picked. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So wait, that means a couple you, should of have had, you should have had some crazy teams going to the finals then, right? So I will, let me see if I can pull up who I have for the final. No, no, no. She, uh, it's not based off like if she, it was based off as if she, um, it wasn't the idea like, it was like, oh, it's not like the bulldog versus, I don't know, whoever. It, it, it's whatever she felt like fit the bill for the, for the, the, which animal she liked, not if they were competing against each other. So oh, okay. she, it was just an interesting way of picking it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like mm, your guess is as good as mine. So yeah, um, well, it's working so far. She says it's her intuition that gets the bag out <laughs> I, that. You know what? I, I agree. I agree. So let me see. Okay. So I am in fourth and you are in. 17. Oh my I mean, god. I'm scrolling further and further back. I, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> 17th place. 17th place, baby. Oh and let's see. Okay. So your final four, you have Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. But unfortunately, you have Illinois in the finals. Yep. 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 I thought you were gonna pick Illinois. I end up picking Gonzaga to win it. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the struggle is the struggle is real, man. I got some I got some teams knocked out for sure, and uh, it's gonna be tough. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I only have three of the four in there as well. So you know, the funniest part was when I was looking at the bracket. I didn't even care what place I was in. I was just thinking if I was ahead or behind you. That's okay. You know what? Because it's only worth a thousand. So I'm yeah, gonna remember. To, I'm gonna try to build up that lead over the next <laughs> so much to where it doesn't even matter. So remember, it's a thousand from you and a thousand gain from me. Yeah, so it's yeah, technically yeah. a two thousand point difference. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Okay, from there, let's get back into the NBA uh, talk. Um, the deadline is Thursday. There's a lot of teams that are uh, looking for players, and a lot of teams willing to throw out players. So Victor El- Oladipo, the Houston Rockets are just letting him, basically giving him up. Okay. Sounds like. The teams that Miami is going to have caps, so they're like, why am I going to give up anything for him? So it, it doesn't it, look like he's going to It, it do. makes no sense for Miami to do that right now. They're, um, it, at least in my opinion, they're in fourth place right now. If they got assurance from him, which I don't know how you would possibly do that right now without a secret handshake type thing. Right. Uh, but, but if you know he's coming next year, why would you give up assets right now when you're building on, you can keep assets, you can get your draft pick or whatever you need to do and get him next year. If you know you're going to get him or you're in a very high um, running to get him, I don't think that's a smart thing for Miami to do. Yeah, so that's one team. And then there was a couple of other teams that are trying to get him and they're trying to give some young players with the idea of if he comes, we can lure him to stay or convince him to stay here. And that's a pretty risky. Who's, uh, who's uh, attempting to do that? Uh, I was looking it up. I, I think uh, I had it on here, but 
Um, okay, so the Knicks and Miami are not going to, but uh, the market's developing for teams bidding for young players, first-round pick combos, um, but he's guaranteed to be moved. Houston does not want to keep him because okay. they're going to lose him no matter well, what. Yeah, then you know what? Then teams – and here's the sad part about that is Houston is losing its leverage by – by coming out and saying that now, even if it is super obvious, they're losing their leverage because some other teams are going to say, well, then we're going to offer you a second round pick and something else. Like they're going to try to super low ball. And, yeah. You know, it's going to be hard, but at this point, um, yeah, you have to try to get something in return. So I bet they are fielding calls from every single team right now and just saying, what is your best offer? Yeah. And yeah. Come to the Maybe. Table with it. If they can get a couple twos and a, another player. I mean, shit they can turn those picks into something else later on. And then the other team in, in Texas, that's basically giving up their veterans is the Spurs. They're giving up all Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, which is huge. I feel like they're both very good players on their, what place are they? They're in, where are they? Spurs. I find that really hard to, to seventh think place they, that they would be giving up on DeMar DeRozan. I'm not sure if there's secretly something going on. Let me see here. Yeah. They're in, uh, they're, they're in seventh. In, they're in seventh right now. I, I yeah. can see the, you know, the, uh, um, LaMarcus Aldridge one. I mean, he's, I don't want to say he's getting old, but, um, you know, you maybe want to go in a different direction, but DeRozan is still one of a, a you know, a top guy in the league, top 25, top 30 players. Don't you think? I put him a little probably more like 35-ish or so. Yeah, like he's a, a good player. Like he's a player you want on your team. Yeah. He's definitely a player. Like both those guys you want on a team, but they're also players that you want on your team with those salaries when you're competing for some like a championship. If you're a young team with a lot of young players, you're taking away their playing time, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So I mean, what do you so what are you doing? I mean, you really hit the reset button then if you're getting rid of both of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Are you are you going for picks or are you going for a young, a young star. Like, could you see a team trading for DeMar DeRozan and giving up their first pick of last year? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could see them doing kind of like a three-way team trade where like an Eric Gordon gets sent to like somewhere where there's no salary cap, you know, and they have some assets or trades play, you know, uh, draft picks. And then like San Antonio gets that. And then uh, the, um, I don't know. I, I just see like that. I don't know why. I don't know how you get rid of them I, because they have such huge cap sa, or salaries that, like, what team's going to take it on if you're not competing? How about how you, about this? How about this trade? How about you go, Aaron Gordon to the Warriors, Wiseman to San Antonio, and uh, Demar Derozan to uh, to Orlando. Orlando wouldn't do that. I, I don't know. Orlando wouldn't do that unless you, they threw in more draft picks. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, Gordon wants out, right? Gordon, no, no. Gordon, so that's going to be another one. So Gordon wants out. And then it looks like um, – I mean, the money doesn't match up for those three guys at all. But wouldn't that be interesting if you've got a three-way team, something like that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so it, Gordon and then who's the other guy on the um, – uh, What's his name? I'm I'm gonna butcher his fucking name because I always butcher his name. Uh, the dude, the guard that's on Orlando too, that's on the trading block. That looks like he might be leaving. Um, Fournier. 
Yeah, Fournier. There you go. There you go. There you go. So those both those guys look like they're going. And um, could you? Well, would you do this? Would you want Lonzo Ball? I would want Lonzo Ball in New Orleans, in um, Golden State. And yes, yes, and no. I mean that that would be great. Uh, I and just, you don't have to probably give up much right now because he's going to want a contract. That's and I don't think New Orleans is going to give him a contract. He wants a max contract, basically. You no, know, that, I mean that's not bad. I just here's the here's the thing, Steph. I know he likes to come off picks, and with him and you know and um and Clay when they get back, Curry does love like the ball a little bit. His hand too, shake and bake, and uh, making things happen, which he's so great at. So, is that a good spot for for Lonzo? I don't know. I mean, even when they had their championship runs, did. Did the Warriors really have a, a point guard and have Steph and Clay just solely off the ball all the time? I don't remember that. I think Steph had it in his hands quite a bit too. Yeah, no, they did. He did. He did. Um, I'm trying to see what uh, the, all the rumors are about where they go, and it's just all over the place. There's so many oh, teams yeah, there's, that there's want so those things. type of players, and but I can't see. I can't see the Warriors potentially making a move though. I mean, they have some assets. They got Wiggins. They got Ubre. They got. You know, I, th- I think they'll keep Wiseman. I don't. I don't think they'll give up on him this this early. But uh, you can see them making a move, knowing that they got Clay yeah. coming back too, and then try and do something to really get their roster boomed for the next uh, three to four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you got you got Draymond, who might have a few more years left. What I mean, what are your thoughts on him in terms well, of? Huh. Did years? you hear his comment that he just made? I did. So the comment is, I'm the greatest, basically, is I'm the greatest uh, defensive player of all time. Uh, I mean, he says some very smart things, very, like, thought out things. And then he says shit like this. And you're like, do you not know the history of the NBA? Like, there's in this NBA right now, you there's players that they would take over you for the best defensive player. Do you like that confidence though? You see, that's the thing. Like, I don't like that type of confidence. Just like I don't like um, uh, the Lakers, who's Harold. I don't like Harold's confidence on the court either. Like, it's just like this bravado of like, I don't think I have it. I'm as good as you think, or I as good as whatever. So I'm going to pretend I am, or I'm going to act it up. It's like, yeah. just play your fucking role. You're good. You're considered one of the best maybe, but you're not going to be like, would you take him or Dennis Rodman? Let's go that way. Of all time greats. Oh yeah. I mean, probably Dennis. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. There's a, there's a, trust me. There's a lot of guys on the list that you'll be able to go down that I would say, take him. Um, I'm not discounting the fact that for a few years when he was about five, six years ago, he was at the top of the defensive charts. I mean, true every single year for three to four or five years. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, that doesn't make you the best of all time, but I don't dislike the, the confidence. You know what? He didn't say it rudely like, Oh, this guy sucks. I'm 10 times better on the best ever. I mean, whatever. He came out with a, a random statement that got, got a lot of people talking. That's yeah. what he does sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's the thing at the end of the day, golden state is still talked about because every other week he says something like this. Right. Hey, but you know what though? You got to have a, your guy on your team do the dirty stuff. Sometimes you got to have a guy on your team keeping your team relevant in the media. Who, I mean, who cares? At least it's not Steph. He's not having to say shit. 
Clay's out there kayaking. But he's the one that should be saying shit. He's the one that literally can back up every word he says. He could say, I'm the greatest shooter of all time. And there would be no discussions about it. But you know what's funny about that, though? Is he gets so much more publicity and everything because he doesn't say that. Right. Because he knows it and he does exactly what you said. He just goes out there and does it. And there's, there's no disputing that. I mean, name one person. Reggie Miller can't even freaking say He would say it because he will never back down to anybody. But right. Steph is the best shooter of all time. All time. The and only person that might compete against them is his fucking teammate. <laughs> is, is maybe his teammate. I mean, you can't even say Larry Bird, even though Larry Bird. Great. But at different time is amazing. But Steph, the shot is just so damn pure. The greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So from there. Okay. So another team that's in it's they're surprisingly doing that is the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They are the eighth seed barely holding on to the eighth seed. And they have a Kardashian husband who's on his third or fourth COVID protocol. So he's missing like another 10 days because he just doesn't stop partying. Who is this? That's, again? Uh, uh, Tristan, Tristan uh, Thompson. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's hard to keep so up. So he's married to one. Uh, I think it's the, um, I don't know, Chloe whatever i think it's chloe but he's Shut married up, to her bro. and stop acting like you don't watch it i don't actually because i always mix them up i don't know which one the other t- two sisters are like everyone knows who kim is but then i forget the other two who's who yeah but, yeah but um, you know what wasn't uh, speaking of the celtics so a key loss and i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong but last year was it crowder on that team last year Crowder was on uh or was that a i thought let me look it up crowder was on them i don't know if it was last year though I, you know Jake. what? I just I feel like there was there's a few pieces for sure missing from that team. Um, I I don't understand the the three headed monster how they cannot get more. He was in Miami. Out of okay, he was in Miami. Excuse me. Um, I, I feel like there was a couple of pieces that from last year maybe are missing off of the Celtics uh, because you got Brown, you got Tatum, you got Kimball Walker. You're telling me with those three guys that they can't put it, put it together. Um, but you know what the funniest, so it's, so this, they can't keep Tristan on the court yeah. and then Marcus smart has been in trade talks for the what second season, third season in a row. And yeah. at some point it just wears on you. And I feel like he's just like, just get rid of either trade me or just stop using me as an, uh, as like trade commodity, you know? And can we just talk about the fact that I love watching Marcus smart play except for his flops. <laughs> the flop, what, what I'm saying is he eats so damn hard. And if you watch some of the plays on the defensive end, I, I, I never used to give him credit for it. You know, I thought he was kind of a, um, a wild, a wild card in college did some stupid shit. But when you watch him play his basketball IQ, he is very, very intelligent out there on the defensive end and some of his passes rotations and stuff like that. I really enjoy watching him play. So if a team is able to get him, that is a serious playoff yeah. asset, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, I agree. That guy can that guy can do some good things. Now, I also think the Celtics might might think about cutting bait with uh, with Kemba because you you got the two Jalen Brown and Tatum who are interchangeable, can switch onto anyone, can do a lot of great things. You get rid of Kemba if you committed to Marcus Smart and said, "Hey, you're that kind of third the guard. You can go out and spend some good money on a big guy," which is the area they're really getting beat up on right well, now. Well, they they had the opportunity to get the dude from um, uh, Indiana over the offseason, and they sacrificed 
I think he he wanted eight. His salary was eighteen million, and they offer gave Tristan nine million. So, I you know beginning of the season I was like, oh, that's a great you know substitute for him for Turner, and yep. it ended up Miles Turner that no Miles Turner would definitely help them so much more than Tristan is. Yeah, it's a it's interesting to watch how bad how how poorly they've played and really fallen off. Um, and then the other thing is, I, this was a stat that someone mentioned in a pod that it, it's been, I think it was 20 or 30 some games where both Brown and Tatum shot over 50% in one game together. So it's always one of them is on, is got it going. And the other one is struggling. And it could just be that, you know, when they, one of them gets, you know, a good flow kind of rotates, the ball gets moved yeah. over to that side, but they just haven't had both good games, solid, you know, efficient games together to get a couple of run games going, a couple of a winning uh, a winning streak going. So yeah, I just they they definitely. I if I were the GM there, and obviously Danny Ainge does a great job, but trade trade Kemba, man, get get a big in replacement, use some of that money to get uh, get a great four man uh, that can step out and do some things as well, because they got some other guards that can step in do some things let me ask you this would you do this trade so the heat are offering mo heartless avery bradley and kendrick nunn for spencer dinwiddie spencer dinwiddie where does he from new jersey the nets he's out for the season oh he's out though so you're saying kendrick nunn kendrick nunn uh bradley avery bradley and mo heart mo harkless so harkless is like a, a a yeah no no, I know who they are. Um, if you're the if you're the Heat, would you do that? Or are heat are offering. They're the ones that are pursuing it. Really? I you think they're that. doing it to get rid of some cap space. So that and they then potentially Yeah. You know what? If I'm the if I'm the Nets, I'd say no on that because here's a great thing. Um, you're you're playing very well right now with with your team, and that's without Kevin Durant. And knowing that you got Dinwiddie coming back next year off of off of an injury, let's say something weird happens and Harden leaves or Kyrie now is trying to leaves more likely Kyrie than Kyrie. I mean, who knows what the hell is happening? You have a great off off season asset in Dinwiddie that you can propose some you know some better deals potentially when you're looking at structuring and building a uh, a team in the off season. I think that's an asset that would really be able to. Um, hold some serious value. Don't jump at this right now if you're the Nets. Yeah. Um, the only reason I would say for the Nets to do this is how many more guards do you need? Because you have Kyrie, you have uh, Harden, you have uh, J- Joe Harris, right? Uh, not Harris. Yeah, Harris, right? Yep. And then you have Dan Moody. There's, and you have Durant. Like, There's only so much sh- shots within in a game. And three of those guys are going to take at least 15 to 20. Harris is going to take at least 10. Yeah. If you bring in Avery Bradley, a defensive player who's a very good three-point shooter, when, when um, you know, Kyrie goes out, you have a defensive player in there now. And then if you bring in Kendrick Nunn, he's, he, I mean, he's a bench player. I mean, he's, he's nothing special. But then you also yeah. get another forward in Mo. I mean, I- Here's the thing. It's yeah, it's, it's three good pieces in return. 
and you're giving up somebody who's not even playing this year. So yeah. would it help the Nets in their quest to win a championship? Yes, because it gives you three extra pieces that you can, you know, yeah. put into the puzzle. Uh, Nunn's a nice uh, kind of you know, younger player, which who knows if he's going to develop. Uh, I, I just, I, I fear that you <clears throat> throw in too many new pieces, you could disrupt kind of what they have going right now. And yes. I just think he Dinwiddie is a really good player that um, in the off season, there might be some teams based on free agency, where some things go that somebody's going to want to try to trade for him and who knows can trade a couple draft yeah. picks and stuff. So I just think you hold out, you yeah. know, if you're the Nets. Well, I mean, because of injuries to Dinwiddie and Durant, we really don't know what they're going to be right now. But speaking of injuries, um, we had a couple of big injuries happen this past week. Yes, we did. Um, one to my team, LeBron, looks like high ankle sprain, looks like three to four weeks minimum, it looks like. So um, I, I, uh, right now they're sitting, they just lost tonight to the Pelicans. So they're in fourth place, two games ahead of Denver. Do you think they're going to hold and stay in the top six so they don't have to play in the um in the kind of like uh whatever the, the lottery games thing. yeah it it depends on how long ad is going to be out if if lebron really is out for three to four weeks and it doesn't heal and i mean i don't know how bad really is it are they right. are they using this as rest time where it's a mild ankle sprain and then all of a sudden they're saying it's a high so that they can keep them out longer you never know there's so many right. shadow games going on with these teams and the injuries and stuff like that i mean tom for god's sakes in sports tom brady was on the um questionable list for 15 straight years you know i mean they, <laughs> right, they just right, stay right, stuff right, right, in the media whatever right. um so i don't know i mean here's here's a crazy question what if they go on an eight to ten game losing streak I mean, that's very likely because they have a pretty hard schedule coming up. So. so do they push Anthony Davis to come back quicker or does I don't think on? so. I think even as long as they're in the top 10, they're going to be okay with it. Because if you're going, let me ask you this. Like if let's say Lakers fall to the 10th seed, right? They would play uh, the eighth seed. Right now it's Dallas. Would Dallas really want to play the Lakers? in a one game series to determine if they make the playoffs. No, but here's the crazy part. If you're, if you're the Lakers, you don't want to play anybody in a, one, in a one game series. Yeah, sure. In a seven game series, your talent, if, if AD and LeBron are healthy and stuff like that, of course they have, they have the edge, you know, health wise, but you don't want to play anybody in that one yeah. game series where Luca goes off for 50 and all of a sudden Porzingis is like, is on fire. You have the Mavericks, the way that they can shoot the ball, getting hot. Any of these, you know, these teams in a one game series, we've seen crazy, crazy stuff happen where these guys get on a roll. And if you're the eighth seed and the Lakers are 10th, they're going to Dallas and it, yeah. or wherever else they're going on the road. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. they're going to lose 10 in a row and drop to the 10th seed, but it'd be really interesting to see if they went on a seven or eight game losing streak does the panic button set in and then does AD come back a little quicker or miraculously LeBron's ankle is now upgraded to, Oh, it wasn't as bad as it was right. it's coming back well, quicker. Let me, okay. So the tentative date for their, for either one of their returns is the middle of April. Okay. okay. I'm going to read you off the next. So they're ex so Boston Lakers is middle of April. So that's the one that 
the um, Lakers station is saying that that's like a good date to circle of them both being back. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read you off the games before that. You tell me win or loss. Okay. Yep. Philly. Is that right now? That's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Um, I think a loss. Okay. Um, Oh, that's on Thursday. Sorry. So Philly. And then we got Cleveland. Uh, That's a win. Okay. Uh, We got Orlando. That's a win because that's that's at Milwaukee. All all these are at home. Yeah. Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's a loss. Okay. Uh, At Sacramento. That's going to be a win. Okay. At Clippers. Loss. Okay. At Toronto. That's going to be a win. At Miami. That could be a loss. At Brooklyn. Loss. At New York. Uh, depending that's on a one, two, three, Monday. four, five, six, that's six game on their road trip. Yeah, that that yeah. could be a loss as well at Charlotte with, if Mello was there, I would say a loss, but that's going to be a throw up. I mean, they're playing well, so that could be a loss too. So let's say, so you said one, two, three, four wins yep. in the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 11. You would take four and seven with this roster. If you're the Lakers, absolutely. Yeah, yep. exactly. 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 And then, the, as you said, the other loss of this um, this past week was Mello. Yeah, that's, that's huge. You know, that really sucks. I'm I'm definitely bummed out by that because uh, I was really enjoying watching him, you know, watching him play and forgot they were they were a six seed. They're playing well and uh, losing the rookie of the year to some fluke I mean, he falls down and so many players land like that. And it just, it happens. That's the way that people hurt their wrists all the time. Would you, so what you brought up rookie of the year, was he your, if everything just played out the rest of the season as is, was he your rookie of the year? Absolutely. Who was your MVP? <sighs> if LeBron hadn't gotten injured. I'm sticking with it pre, um, preseason when i told you if you look at the pod dame time baby well now he really has an opportunity because you can't really consider um Embiid as a candidate uh you can't really put Giannis in there because he's missing a handful of games lebron's basically out so it's going to come down to it's either going to be harden um you know uh lillard um that's or maybe luca hey I'm saying preseason, man. I said Damian is gonna win it. And you did, you did. He's the other thing is I don't know why people are giving uh the Joker Jokic so much MVP consideration. We've never had in the last maybe 20 years a team that was this inconsistent and this low in ranking be considered for MVP candidate. Well. I mean, he's they're the they're the fifth, they're the fifth. Mean, he's, but he's also doing he's doing some things that people people haven't seen a center do in this super long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at he's averaging twenty seven a game. He's shooting forty two percent from three, eighty six percent from the free throw line, eleven rebounds a game, and eight and a half assists a game. It's 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 crazy. I mean, stat stuffing is out of control and he's shooting the ball so well to go with it. So it's just this kind of awe. I think it's kind of like when people don't see something for a while, yeah. you get awed by this, this new kind of excitement of, Oh my God, a big man that is can shoot the ball so well from three and he can pass. Oh my God. And he's great from free throws. Like this doesn't happen from a center. So yeah. I mean, especially that 
that diverse, you know, assists and he just, his defense isn't going to be there because it's just not, but yeah. um, he's just doing so much on the other end that you can, you know, get away with what he's doing on the other side. But um, yeah. yeah I, so a question for you um, being out for three and a half weeks, do you think LeBron pushes himself to come back early to win the MVP or is he saying this injury took him out of it and now he's just going to, get ready for the playoffs to try to get another uh, championship. I think he's, he, I, I'm assuming, uh, and you know, his approach is um, the championship is more important than obviously the MVP. He rather win the finals MVP than the, you know, regular season MVP that holds yeah. more, you know, I don't know how, who has the most finals MVPs, but I'm assuming it's Russell, but if he gets, you know, he's got, he's got three MVP, four finals MVPs, right? I mean, if he wins one more, it's probably going to be him as the finals MVP again. So uh, I think he'd rather, I mean, if it means for him to sit out two more games and then come back and, yeah. you know, have his four weeks rest, I think he'll take that. I'd, I would want him to do that as a fan for, for the Lakers. So, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And, and I feel bad because now the, in my eyes, the rookie of the year is completely skewed. Yeah. Well, I mean, that always happens though. Like, yeah. How did Blake Griffin win MV, uh, Rookie of the Year a year after he was drafted? And then same thing with Embiid and Simmons, right. like all these guys. Like you experienced one entire season of NBA life and yeah. coaching and strength training. You're not a rookie anymore. You True. shouldn't be, you know? Um, yep. So I don't know. I don't, who'd you put in the category now for the Rookie of you, though? Edwards. Edwards probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's basically what's going to come down to. Um, yeah, and and also you're starting to see him with some of his crazy dunks. Um, that's just getting him so much more notoriety. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's on all the social right. media. I yeah. mean, highlights yeah. all over the place. So I think he'll. And he's it. actually a really fun interview to listen to. If you've listened to some of yeah. his little, like, he's actually like he makes it interesting, even though they might ask him something very generic, somehow he'll bring out something entertaining within the interview process. So he seems like a good person to have, like he should be sponsored just by his like charisma and his like ability well, to interact with, you know, just boring questions, you know, he, he will be very soon. Yeah. 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 All right. What time is it? Game time. All right, sir. I'm going to play the alumni game for you. Oh, my God. I figured it's called uh, college March Madness. I'm going to uh, you basically randomly throw out fuckers that you know where they played at. So I'm going to test your knowledge. Oh, All man, these players, that's terrible. You should. There's going to have one, two. There's four players. Nothing crazy. All they right. all went to big schools. Yeah. Um, let's start with Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yes, sir. Um, shit, why is this one so hard? I feel like he went to UConn, but um, hold on, not too far. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kyle Lowry, shit, that's I'm really drawing a blank on him right now. Um, I would have I would have said UConn. It's close. I will say this team won a championship and they're still. Oh, what am I saying? Villanova. He was Villanova. (laughs) Okay, next one. Um, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar DeRozan went to USC. Yes, sir. 
All right. These are players we've had, we've spoken to on this pod. So Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart went to Oklahoma State. There you go. And this is probably the only one that I thought was a tough one because I had to like think, think about this one was Tristan Thompson. He went to Kansas, right? Nope. No, wait. Oh, sorry. Uh, Texas. Excuse me. There you go. There you go. There you go. Texas. That was a tough. That was one. I was like, uh, I, I, I was like, I, I couldn't place his, like, you know, sometimes you think of a player yeah. and like you see them in their jerseys, the colleges. I couldn't put, I was like, did I even see him play? <laughs> and I couldn't place him, but where did your Morris brothers go to school? Kansas. Those ones I know. That was because I remember when they got drafted and then they got drafted like right after each other. It was like 13th, 14th or something like that. Phoenix. And then I don't know who drafted the other one. And then they got, you know, traded to for to Phoenix. Yeah. Um, you know, gosh, I can't remember. If, I, 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 I was mixing up uh, Lowry with um, with some of their guys when they won their championship. Uh, when, when UConn won there with Kemba. That's why I, I got. I will those. tell you on that roster, uh, UConn. What year did they grad? Uh, win? Shoot, that's a long time ago. I uh, maybe 12? 2012, 20. They like won 2010-11. Yeah, okay, wow. so close. Yeah. All right, so we got Kemba Walker. Oh, I think you're thinking maybe. Well, there's actually a couple. Jeremy Lamb was on there. Lamb, Shabazz was on there. Napier. Yeah, Shabazz Napier. Okay, that's Shabazz the other Napier, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Squad. Homeboy's still in the league too. Who? Shabazz Napier. Really? Yeah, he. Wow. Uh, he Shabazz Napier. Yeah, I saw him on some bench. Talk about uh, talk about making it work with his size and everything. Huh? Well, wasn't it wasn't it? Um, LeBron that wanted him in Miami. He may no, I don't know if he was the guy. Maybe he was the guy. I feel like he was the guy. I want to look up his what teams he's played on, but yeah, he was on Miami 14 15. That was the year. That's they, right. Yeah. He was the guy that he yeah. So yeah. LeBron single-handedly saved his career. And then he's been in he's still in the league. He's in well, he's on the Wizards. I mean, they're not an and they're not really an <laughs> NBA team, but <laughs> NBA. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, that's good. Well, I'll have next uh, next week. I'll have some good questions for you regarding the uh, after the Sweet Sixteen is done. Well, you know, I mean, I, I may be, you know, you, do you want to do you want to just give me the thousand now? Uh, are you kidding me? Absolutely <laughs> not. There's no give up here. I mean, do you want to double down? <laughs> no. But thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, guys. Hopefully next week we'll have Maddie on to uh, uh, argue with Fergie about who's doing what against who in the college tournament. And, and you know what? He and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think he dodged it tonight on purpose because Kansas, Kansas last night to USC ass kicked <laughs> by USC. So, Matt, if you're out there listening, I think you dodged this on purpose because, you know, I was going to wear a USC shirt. <laughs> the funniest thing is first like if there's any team that i'm like a fan of it's usually usc like football basketball that's kind of the way i go and i was like i really want to text him really badly but i'm like you know what he wouldn't text me if the lakers lost so i can't do the same thing to him like true there's friends of mine that will text me when lakers lose and i they make sure i know yeah that's but a bad loss he, he must he's definitely not feeling very good right now so yeah he's probably drinking rub. his sorrows away right now we don't want to rub salt in the wounds for sure right. but anyways all right um but all right guys thank you for listening hopefully maddie listens to this episode and makes it seven people <laughs> and <laughs> and we'll see y'all next week 
Peace. Peace.